Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. Now, don't you forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app and, of course, your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can also watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see i got a friend in the studio with me today. And we're always looking for Mississippians who are on the big and small screen. And we've got another one to root for. Her name is Beth Hennington, and she is going to be on the Christmas Cookie Challenge or the Food Network coming up. I think it's this Sunday, right, Beth? It's the 20th. The 20th, so two Sundays away. And that sounds like a lot of fun and delicious and exciting, so welcome. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I feel like looking at when I saw everybody going crazy and sharing your post that you had (laughs) made, you could let the cat out of the bag, which I am learning from all our Mississippians who make it to these cool either singing competitions or food competitions. You, You have to sit on it for a really long time. Girl, I'm not a good secret keeper, but this one has been bad to keep. I mean, it's been hard. So how long have you had the secret bath that you're going to be on the Food Network's Christmas cookie challenge? Let me get it right. We filmed this in March. <laughs> Eight months ago. All through the summer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's just back up to how this all got started. Because it's, you know, by trade, you have the vanillin. Yes. Yay. Got it right. Good job. Which you do the decorative cookies. Yes. And baking specialty. So and we'll get into how that all started. But how sure. did the Food Network part come in? Where did you see in the ethersphere that you should sign up for something so fun? Girl, there is another whole world that most people don't know about, and it's called the cookie world. Really? It is a big thing. You know, cookies are now like, they're like pine trees. They're everywhere. There's yes. a cookie. You know a cookie You know what I mean? You cookier. know. Hashtag cookie <laughs> yes. We learned a new word today. That's right. Hashtag <laughs> cookie So um, there's a cookie con. No. There's a cookie con. Yes. <laughs> so um, actually in the cookie world, um, which is a big world, believe it or not, um, Getting to go to the Christmas Cookie Challenge is kind of like the Super Bowl really? for the cookie year. Yeah. So it's something that actually about three years ago, my husband and I sent in. We did the cheesiest video um, where I dressed him up like Santa. He pretended at, to roll out of the fireplace and this puff of smoke um, appeared. And Santa had come to tell me he had sent in my application to the Christmas Cookie Challenge for me because I was his head elf, obviously, making the cookies. Um, Y'all really thought that through. We did, girl. And it was so cheesy. It was so bad. And this was was a couple of years ago, you said? Yeah, almost three. Okay. And... Obviously, um, the only person in the world that has seen it besides, besides my husband and I was my daughter, and she owns a cookie cutter business in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Of course she does. Yes. Keeping she sells, it in the family. Yes, yeah, she sells cookie cutters. Um, she 3D prints them and has about 
100 3D printers that run 24-7. Really? I, I promise. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's so, really, I just, I will pin that. You yes, keep going. pin that. Um, so I showed it to her, and I wouldn't even send it to her because I didn't want her sharing it or keeping it. I let her watch it via FaceTime, and she was like, well, one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to get, they're going to love it, or you're going to be banned from the show, and you'll never get invited. <laughs> so I had pretty much kind of written it off. Okay, we're banned. We're not getting it. Um, one night about 7 o'clock, a casting guy called, and he was like, I don't know how this jewel slip through the cracks but i'm gonna need to talk to you and the the interview process began it was a rigorous almost a year i mean it was it was it was intense really yes like what what are they interviewing you about like oh. are you really making the cookies is it your authentic recipe like i mean yes is it oh we're making stuff oh yes girl we're interviewing we're making we're it, it was it was a lot it was a lot and there's you know i can't tell the whole thing of what, right. about what happened just because i'm still under contract with food network so it was it was intense. I will say that it was very. Intense. So when you finally figured out, or finally were told, okay, Beth, you are going to be able to represent Mississippi, the vanilla and whatever. Did you did you always know it was the Christmas cookie challenge? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did know it was the Christmas cookie challenge, and I was actually at Cookie Con in the bathroom. Had Where just, is Cookie Con? So Cookie Con is different every year. So this past year it was in Reno, um, and so we were out in Reno at Cookie Con. Um, the next. Uh, Cookie Con, there will be two next year, one in May and one in um, October. No, September. I'm sorry. Ohio and Orlando. I will be teaching at both Cookie Cons. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was in the bathroom when I got the call for the Christmas cookie challenge. And I'm at Cookie Con. I can't t- I'm with all my cookie people, and I can't tell anybody. And th- But I screamed in the stall, and they probably thought, people were like, what is going on? She had too many cookies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the icing has gotten to her. I'm yeah. fine. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then the actual, I guess, show begins. Now, is this something I saw, too, where you had thanked some friends for giving you the their kitchen was all this virtual this go around or did you actually get to go somewhere beth and do your cookie thing for the food network oh yes we went to yes we went somewhere to the discovery lot and shot and filmed yeah oh, that's fun okay yeah. so explain what you can about the show for us so what i can tell you is that there are um it's season six so in season six there are eight episodes in a season um and five uh bakers compete on an episode. Oh, now I can see why. If it's only five, then oh, well, I guess over eight that that's forty. I was going to say never mind. That's one from every state. I was thinking now I know why it's rigorous if they're only picking five people. But. <laughs> well, forty and uh, over ten thousand applicants this yeah, season. Yeah, that's, so that's still a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there were five of us that compete. Um, there are two rounds. Two people get cut the first round. Um, three people move on to the second round, and at the end of the second round, you either win ten thousand dollars in the title of Christmas cookie champion or you go home in the end but i mean it was still so much fun the experience you know? would have oh to my be gosh. um you know worth it at all who are the judges because i know they have their food network favorites yes. kind of come out to do the um, judging and all the judges were Ree drummond the pioneer woman and eddie jackson chef eddie what which show does he do eddie jackson has a ton of shows you know he's an ex-nfl football player and um, he's gotcha. got barbecue. I mean, there's literally he's got about five or six of them that he does now. But the Christmas cookie challenge is Ree, Drummond, and Eddie. Yes. So uh, you at least do one day, obviously, your first day. We, we, you know, you can't tell you the, the rest. And you right. can't tell us sort of, well, now you can't tell us nothing, can you? <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us how many cookies you get to make or have <laughs> to make? You don't, and maybe not the theme, or do you get to pick the theme? No, they. we don't get to pick the theme. 
it is just um, timed, and they tell us what we have to make, and then we have to a certain amount of time to make it, and and it's nuts. And it's nuts. It's absolutely. It was the best, worst thing I've ever done. Do you have everything? So I've always wondered when you go into those kitchens. I've watched uh, Chef Nick Wallace as well mm-hmm. as some others from here. I think of Leslie who does the barbecue as well. You go into these sets, and you would think that it's like a stocked kitchen, just like you would imagine. Do you have Do you have time to go through and find the measuring cups and the bowls and all of that, or is it just you're standing on one side, they start the <laughs> clock, and then you're just like a you know a blind chef heading in and just hoping it's where you think it should be <laughs> well i mean you have your stations and everything is is stocked and they give you know you do get a tour of the kitchen but it's not i mean you do, you've got to you got to run around and find stuff even yeah. the vanilla the vanilla <laughs> do you make your own cookie recipe or is there a, like a standard do they have the cookies out and then it's basically on the decorating no you 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 make your own recipes so on the beautiful photos that I've seen on your social media and mm-hmm. other places, mm-hmm. it's the Food Network cookies and all. What, was that for just promotion, or does that have anything to do with the actual show? No, that was to promote and to announce, okay. yes. I'm trying to get, I'm like, I'm I know, get you're working, I know, you're working, you're doing I'm well. I'm working, trying to figure it, I mean, I don't want you to give it away, but I think we're, you know, we get excited, and especially this time of year, the Food Network does a good job of having all the holiday yeah. sort of cookie, um, not the cookie challenges, obviously, but then also the baking and things, and their family, they're good and sort of family friendly to watch. Had you watched seasons in the past? Oh, every one of them, yes. Had you already when you went to the studio, have you already um, spent the 10000 if you want it? <laughs> Not like literally. I mean like in your head. You know how we daydream if we win the lottery, we're going to do X, Y, and Z? Oh, absolutely. They, they tell you. Um, you know, they ask you what would you do if you won. Yeah. Well, I'm, I just said my credit card company would be thrilled. That's <laughs> <laughs> so many more bars. Okay, so it's coming up. It start, kicks off on November the 20th, which is going to be next Sunday at 7 p.m. Will it also be streaming in other places once an episode airs, or is it you have to catch it live at 7 o'clock on the Food Network? No, there's several places. Um, Discovery Plus, um, the Food Network, because season one starts on the 6th. So every Sunday from here and through Christmas will be an ep- a new episode. So you're on... I'm episode 3. Got it. So you already know that. Okay. Sometimes they don't even know that. I know like with um, The Voice and others, they just say, hey, you'll be in the in there at some point. All right. Well, Beth, this isn't your first go-round with cookie making. I want to dive into what got you there and how you got your skills. Coming up next. Just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
can watch good things on computer, your mobile device, over at supertalktv.com. Now, don't you turn that channel. He's not playing Christmas music for me. He's actually playing it for a good cause. That's because we've got Beth Hennington in the house. She is the owner of The Vanillin. Yes. And she will be coming up on November the 20th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. on the Food Network for her Christmas or for the Christmas Cookie Challenge. It's your challenge, That's girlfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be tuning in to watch your episode for sure and to cheer you on. Okay, to get on something like that, you're not a first-time baker, although I think those shows are also funny. <laughs> and I also think Christmas cookies is something we can all sort of connect with because I feel like most of us listening to Good Things have had an experience long before you bought cookies for Santa, making them at home and then your trees turning out like, you know, big marshmallows or your, you know, your candy canes looking like big puffed up J's and <laughs> the kids are and they taste great and they're wonderful memories. And I still think that there's a spot for that in our in families. But it feels like over the last, what, five to 10 years, Beth, cookies have kind of elevated in people's yeah. expectations. When did you start to get the idea that maybe being a, what do you call it, a cookie? A cookier. A cookier <laughs> could be a thing or was a thing. When did that first get on your radar? Um, My daughter, Jessica. The one who makes the cookie cutters? Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. she making cookie cutters before she got mom to be a cookier? Or did that come after? After. Oh, after. Okay. Yeah. Um. Actually, her little brother, my son, bought the first 3D printer, and they were messing around with it, and she was actually making cookies. And so they were like, well, let's make a cookie cutter. And uh, they did. And it's amazing what folks want a cookie cutter made or made into or made, made yes. from. And so, yeah, I could see where that would and, be. And she's artistic as well. So she has all of her designs are hand-drawn. She has over 3,000 designs of cookie cutters. And I have most of all of them in different sizes. So, yeah, it works out well for me. It does. Okay, so the the artistic, then it has to be a gene. Who gave you, who gave, who passed down the artistic gene to Beth and then to Jessica? That's a good question because it's not my mom. Bless her heart. Shanane cannot draw a stick person. But, um, you know, and her name's not really Shanane. I'm sorry. I was thinking, you know what, if it is, (laughs) good for her. I mean, hey. (laughs) We all have our nicknames. Yeah, it's Jennifer, but she goes by Shanane. So, yeah, it's not, I, I don't know honestly where it came from i know my, my grandmother saw something in me young um sent me to a class at mississippi college with white waters and then um later in life i had a mural business it's just kind of always been in a side thing you know it hasn't been the forefront um until i met the cookie and it was just like oh ah, like love at first sight i loved the cookie how did you meet the cookie i know <laughs> and like i said it was my daughter jess um jessica was, had started doing cookies and, and we had always baked cookies, but not with the royal icing and the deck, not the to deck, this yeah. degree. Correct. And so, um, when it happened, it happened and it was like, you know, fast forward four and a half years and my, I've, I've up my skill game a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> I think you, I think you have. I yeah. think you got a little good at the yeah. talent. And that talent's not easy. You would think that just taking and piping and doing whatever on these cookies, but they have, and if, if folks follow you at the vanillin on Instagram, it's art. Like it's Thank almost, you. you don't want to eat it because it's too pretty to eat. Um, but I'm sure folks do. When did you start, when did friends and family start asking you, Beth, for things for like baby showers or graduation or special occasions? Because that's kind of where the cookie world got crazy was the personalization yeah. that you can do yeah. with the cookies that you couldn't necessarily do with a cake. Yeah. They really didn't ask. I was more pushing. I'm like, here, eat these. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, you know, once you give them to them, then they're hooked. You're like, oh, yeah. Because the cookie also has to taste good, right? Yes. Now, I will say that that didn't happen for me at first. Like, the cookie was good, but it wasn't good, good. You know what I mean? Um, so not only have I perfected the art side of it, but the cookie itself is delicious. Can you give us a tip why maybe our cookies not taste as good? Is there like a secret? I bake them with love, Rebecca. <laughs> so you, you're just not full of any secret giving things today, huh? They are baked with love. <laughs> and well, baking is pretty much a science. So it feels like if your oven's not hot enough or not right or all the things with cookies, it can go south quick. Well, see, that everybody always says that. Oh, baking's a science. I like to cook that. Well, I mean, I... I don't know if I do. I do the same thing, but it doesn't have to be a science with me. So I th- it's sometimes it's this way, sometimes it's not. Weather has a lot to do with it also. We're in a very humid climate. So I have to do things a little different than some other cookiers that are in Oregon. or You know what I mean? What's something you have to do different? Um, a dehumidifier. <laughs> really? Yes. Like uh-huh. in your kitchen? Yes, in the home. I have, yes, absolutely. And then, you know, I have a dehydrator that... Because you can get craters in your icing, and I mean, these are there's there's a lot of cookier problems that could go wrong, but you just have to have it, you know, just right and get in flow. What was your first order that you were able to sell from the vanillin? Rebecca, I can't remember what I did yesterday. Much less. <laughs> um, okay, what's your most uh, popular request? Baby showers. Yeah, I get to do a lot of baby showers. Um, but then I do a lot of like centerpieces. So like if somebody wants a, um, like if they're having a party and they want like a big centerpiece mm-hmm. or they want, you know, something like a big Santa, I've done a big like 16 by 24, um, picture of the Alice in Wonderland, you know, just whatever they want as a centerpiece Is for that, the table. And that's all one cookie? Yes. Or no, you make, or do you make the centerpiece out of cookies? Like when all the cookies come together, do they make Santa or is it one big cookie? It's one big cookie. That's a big cookie. Yeah. I was thinking more of like, you know, how you can take the cupcakes and then you stack them together yeah. and you make the different like mm-hmm. shapes or whatever and then you take all the cupcakes away and then it goes away. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just talking about one big cookie. That's right. So when did you decide, like, this is, like, really going to be a business that started taking off? And then you recognized, hey, I'm I'm pretty good at this in this community. Like, I mean, because w- I mean, there's a lot of cookie artists or cookiers out there. But there are so many talented cookiers. It is unreal. And they're all over. Like, I mean, I have cookie friends worldwide. Germany, Spain, Australia. I do a lot with a – I'm an affiliate with a company called Sweet Sticks out of Australia. And – I mean, some of their products that they make are some of my favorite. Um, they're metallics and just, it's, it's just, it's endless. It's endless. So what would be the vanilla style? What sets you apart from your friends internationally? Girl, I like this product called Super Shine and it's, it makes everything shiny. And I tell people if my, I could get Captain Cookie to stand still long enough, he'd be shiny, which is, he's my husband, who is a fireman, <laughs> who I've named Captain Cookie. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I put it on everything. I love it. I love it. I guess so. My cookies are shiny. Yeah. They yeah. kind of have like a little bit more of a texture sort yeah. of whatever to it. Yeah. What's the furthest place that you have sold cookies to? Well, being a Mississippi Cottage Food Law, I don't. I'm not allowed to ship cookies, so I don't. I mean, I don't ship cookies anywhere. But um, 
you know, I've taken them to the sugar show at Cookie Con or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Depending on wherever that was, Dallas or Reno or. Does the cut, so the cottage law, I guess, I guess prevents some of that or because there feels like there's a lot of cookiers so you can sell out of your home for yeah. a limited amount. But sure. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. We just, you just can't ship, which oh. I mean, you know. Yeah. I get it. That, you get it. That's fine. Yeah. It's like, well, hey, there may be a lawmaker listening. We need to <laughs> unleash the cookiers. <laughs> Thank Mrs. you. And Mississippi. <laughs> we can start getting wine shipped. We can get some cookie shipped. That's, right. That's right. <laughs> And that way. But there does feel like there's one. And maybe not. Maybe you keep it where it can be a local thing where you can help support um, the cookier in your town. Because I know that there are a lot of uh, very talented individuals, particularly women. I don't. Is there? Are there men cookiers out there yes there are not that there can't be it just feels like it lends more to well there are more i mean it is it is 90 percent women but there's there's a good i mean we've got a lot of men in the business now that weren't there you know a couple of years ago but but there it's coming around it's coming around coming around well your episode is coming around that's going to (laughs) be the christmas cookie challenge it's going to be sunday november the 20th we're gonna have to get you back in beth after it airs when you can spill all of your secrets but what is a memorable moment or something that you can share with us from your experience on the show um just the travel there and back i mean just because this was still a lot of covid and it was just a lot of covid tests all the time and that was i mean it was all the time this was back in this past March, march yes Still? Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. So that was just, was something positive, though, <laughs> <laughs> that came from Give it. Give me something more, man. <laughs> um, I mean, I had a great time. It was a, it was an experience that i so blessed to have and, oh, my gosh, would love. I mean, who gets to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a good time. It's going to be a good time. We're all going to watch. Yeah, and you have to come back, come back in and yeah. share all about whatever happens next with us. Where can we find you online? You can find me at The Vanillin um, on social media, both Facebook and Instagram, or I am TheVanillin.com. All righty. Well, I appreciate your time. Best of luck. Thank you. Right, y'all stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. And where down we go. Listen to Good 
things, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can find Middays with Jar Gibbert and the Supertalk Eagle Hour live tomorrow at Camp Shelby celebrating Veterans Day 2022. You're invited to tour the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum and recognize the sacrifices and service of Mississippians who have served, served, served <laughs> their country in the U.S. military. And then also don't forget AARP during National Family Caregivers Month. So be sure to visit aarp.org slash ms or the AARP Mississippi Facebook page. You can find out information and resources to help you on your caregiving journey. Man, that caregiving journey can be tough no matter what circumstances you may be in. And I love when things kind of fall together. We just had the vanillin in the studio. If you didn't get to see that or you missed it, you can catch back up with that on YouTube later. Or you can head on over to the Good Things Facebook group where Rhino already has the video up um, live there. It actually fell, though, on National Vanilla Cupcake Day, which I think, you know what? The vanilla cupcake doesn't get nearly enough love in the baking world as maybe some other things do. I think we forget that it's just the simplicity. It's a blank canvas. It was the original birthday hurrah that you had. It was all you had to choose from back in the day. And it should. It deserves its own day. When you see like a thing of cupcakes, do you get sappy or sad if like they're just vanilla? I get a little sad. You were that person. I'm that person. The cupcakes you gave me for my birthday were just vanilla. They were not just vanilla. There was icing and cool things on the inside and everything else. But so why have you gotten so, I guess, um, entitled that you feel like vanilla cupcakes are, are not good enough for you? Because with a, with a <laughs> cupcake... I mean, it's in the it's in the title. It's a cupcake. It's a little miniature cake. Mm-hmm. And when I think of cake making, I think of vanilla being the the most basic, simplest thing that you start with and build off of. So, like, you may have a vanilla cake with any number of different icings on it. So, I guess I'm waffling a little bit here. I'm not against the vanilla cupcake by itself, but if I just see a little vanilla cupcake with vanilla frosting on it, I'm going to feel like... That could have been more. It's a bit a little manila, vanilla, manila, right? Would you have preferred chocolate? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I've that, take been a that back. Fan over vanilla. I just needed to. I need to retract that. Your your wonderfully gifted cupcakes for my birthday on Tuesday had chocolate and red velvet with vanilla options in there as well. And the reason why I know that is because. One kid's getting to take a cupcake to school for snack every day. And so, so far, the cup, the chocolate ones are winning out um, for her. I don't know. I've always liked, even when it was time to get married, you know, these these days, you can literally pick any flavor under the sun. I just associate traditional celebrations with traditional flavors, and that comes with vanilla being the cupcake or, like, having the white or the and I don't know if vanilla is the wedding cake flavor necessarily, but kind of like that the white cake. Or I want to say there's some nut flavor in there, like almond, almond or something. Yeah, yeah, but it's that you were at a wedding when you are a birthday party. When you bite into it, you're like, this is a birthday cake. This is a wedding cake. This is a vanilla cupcake kind of like there's no denying 
the event or celebration because it's, you know, it's it's punctuated with the white traditional cake. <laughs> I think I'm also Sub-land. a little negative on vanilla because it it's an additive to make other things better as well. Like my mom's chocolate chest pie has vanilla in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are different flavors that you add vanilla to accentuate the flavor. So that's why I think it's it's like a base to build on. I do feel like it's still one of my favorite smells, like in terms oh, of yeah. just candles or such. I'm one who is very anti real extreme smells that aren't just in your environment already. I can't, for the life of me, figure out. You don't want to walk in this bathroom and it smells like tropical citrus mango fruits. Lord in the heavens above no nor it should be against the law for you to be able to wear cologne or perfume of any kind to the gym or really to church or anywhere to eat public at least with church <laughs> i mean it, it, you're putting on your sunday best you're trying to 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 be as prim and proper and the gym not so much i, I never understood that other than you just rolled out of bed and stink well, you're going to stink after the gym. Why are you worried about stinking at the gym? I hope I hope she's listening to good things. But if you are, forgive me because you're going to know who you are. One day at the gym, I, I, it, it really is something that will make me gag. Like I can't. I don't like. I will avoid the perfume section in a department store if I'm ever even a department store on purpose because I just I can't. It gives me a headache. I can't stand it. And so I smelt something after uh, a workout was over. I turned around. And I was like looking. I was like, "Where is that coming from?" And there was a lady dousing herself in after workout Axe women's body spray. And I was like, <laughs> "So it's not just the guys that are way too heavy handed on the Axe." And I'm just like, "Why?" I've got to run a few errands. I'm like, "You're going to kill every fly in Rankin County between here and the grocery store." <laughs> Whatever happened after the workout does not smell as horrific as that combining with the thing that you're, you know, that you're spraying yourself with. But I just like, oh, strong smell. It's all, yeah, move on, move on with your day. But to go back to vanilla is kind of like that. Nobody gets mad at it for the right. most part. It it you, it's it's just enough that it can do the do the trick. Make you kind of happy, and then you move move on with your life. I did post today. I'd, I saw it. It was a baking tip that if you if this is your time of year, like you're gearing up, you are rearranging your kitchen, you are getting ready to bake the cookies and the pies and the cakes and all the desserts that come with the Thanksgiving and the holiday sort of season. Then you may want to know this one. I didn't know this. Okay, a lot of recipes call for softened butter right and where do a lot of us keep our butter because you just don't want it to go bad or you just need in it the fridge in the fridge even got the little the little thing for little it. door for it little yeah. flip open door now we keep butter garage door <laughs> we keep one stick out all the time on the counter halfway south and for like grits toast that kind of thing you can get to kind of quickly but it's not like you're going to keep sticks of that out so you need to soften it quickly your only options usually are microwave heating it over the stove but really a lot of the recipes you don't want it melted you just need it softened that there's two two different consistencies i never understood the difference in that why especially if you're mixing it into something that's going to then go into heat like an oven 
butter's going to melt in there and while it's cooking. So, I mean, if it makes it easier to mix with melted butter, why are we using softened butter? Look, today's not the day to be wise. <laughs> okay? Let me share my tip. Help these folks out. And you just keep all that wisdom over there for you. That's kind of, well, I have the saying when it comes to boiling, like, corn and um, potatoes and things you're going to take out of the water. I'm like, why do you have to wash it before if you're going to throw it into boiling hot water? Anything that was even remotely on there is fixing to just get torched and nuked in the in the boiling water. But I digress. Maybe I, I just my haven't vegetables. gotten something frou-frou enough as a recipe to where it, it made a difference. Because usually when I'm adding butter to something, if I'm baking, it's it's like a pie. Where is there really that big a difference? But I guess if you're making like croissants or certain cookies, it, it might make a difference. You know, my last batch of croissants were ruined because I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the croissant. I couldn't even get it out of my mouth. Nobody listening would believe that I make croissants from from scratch. The last time I popped open my crescent rolls from the. <laughs> okay, here here's what you do though. Gotcha. You do boil water. You pour it into glasses, actual glasses, not plastic, and then you pour the water out of the actual glasses. Or I'd probably say a mason jar too. And then you flip it over the stick of butter, so you like capture it like you would a fly. I don't know why flies are on my mind, or a <laughs> or a spider or something, right? And then you allow the heat and the moisture will perfectly soften your butter quickly. If so I imagine else. the thicker walled glasses would probably be better, probably hold the heat a little longer. Yes, it needs to be the height of a stick of butter as well, or I guess not necessarily because you um, would, if you I mean, it would weather. shrink a little bit as it softens. Yes, but, um, mm-hmm. and I would think, too, you could probably heat like on to two minutes in the microwave, the water in the glass, which would get to be about boiling, and pour it out, and then put the glass over the butter. If nothing else, just try it as a science STEM at home, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math, all right there. Before you bake your pies. And I'm like, oh, look what I did. I learned something new off of good things. Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in the walk around the neighborhood, feeling blessed, never stressed. Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm as well as supertalktv.com. You never know what you're going to learn here when you tune into Good Things. we got all kinds of baking tips. And then I always appreciate whenever there's a reason behind it. Jimbo came to my rescue on the text line. We're putting Ryan out of shame. Not really, though, because you did have a good point. If it was going to melt already, if you're going to be, um, you know, 
putting it into a hot oven or whatever, why does it matter if the butter is softened versus whether if the butter is just already melted and added into your recipe? Jimbo comes in clutch, though, as the kids would say. Softened butter has the fat intact, which allows the fat to attach to other ingredients. During the baking process, moisture for the butter is released, which gives you the fluffy like in a croissant. 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 I have to say... The new biscuits that you can get that's got like the little butter specks throughout them that you can see, they're really good. (laughs) I didn't make them from scratch, but (laughs) I popped them open and worked real hard to put them out evenly. But baking, I know the vanilla was mentioning it's not necessarily, she has it down pat. Yeah, she's got it down to a science. But a science that she knows without having it to be exact necessarily. but. Most bakers will tell you that, man, not maybe not all things that you bake, but cookies are just a really funny thing that can go wrong quick. And most of us still eat them and don't have to worry about it. But Oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen the meme going around on social media where it's got all the different things you can mess up with a cookie or, or do incorrectly with a cookie. And you look at it at first, and it's like, these all still look like chocolate chip cookies in the picture. Mm-hmm. But then you start studying it and looking a little closer, and it's like, well, yeah, the one with a little too much flour doesn't look quite as tasty as the one with too much butter, but that one doesn't look as good as the perfect one. So, yeah, I can see how just the slightest little tweak here and there makes all the difference. She's right, though. We've we've bought from several cookiers, I guess, and most of them are very talented in the visual aspect, which is hard enough, I mean, to get to use something that's that um, that's edible and that like you make a small mistake and then you have to mix it up and you have to think these cookiers they're sitting there taking their time doing 300 of whatever you ordered um, in repetition it's not like they can just put them through a printer and, and put them out but anyway it's like oh and then you bite into it if it's not a good cookie well, there's like, a million dollar idea what? the cookie printer where you just put iced cookies on the little rolling conveyor and it comes out with something printed on it. And the scene from Lucy comes to mind, and that would end up being me. I mean, if you were trying to do the Santa, the I, I mean, it would just start to become a, a hot mess express, which, but I, but I think though, I love the, I love those that are, are super talented, like the vanilla, but I love those who own their baking fails. You know, Nailed It on Netflix was a big hit for a while. I don't know if it's still on where they would put normal people up for the challenge of trying to create something complicated from the cooking, baking sort of world. And you were always impressed, though, like even though how far off from what they were trying to replicate they were, they could still with limited experience, knowledge and skill create something that you could sort of see what it you know what it was well that's because very few people have the wherewithal aka the money left over after paying bills to afford to eat out for every meal they got to eventually learn how to cook something or they're going to starve they're going to starve so my favorite fail is my beloved friend baked her cooked her daughter um her first birthday cake and she got the little tin and everything and it was supposed to come out and the number one it didn't exactly kind of morphed a little bit morphed a little bit like a rocket ship that's what the kids are calling it these days there are other slang terms that we could use for it i'll throw my older brother under the bus he was attempting to make one of mom's chocolate chest pies one time 
and it, it involves a couple dry ingredients, but he got the flour and the uh, confectioner's sugar mixed up. Oh, interesting. And instead of having a certain amount of flour in it... Which is probably like a cup. It was uh, a certain amount of confectioner's sugar. So that was a very, very sweet pie. Very, very sweet pie. And you don't know it how... It wasn't even really a pie. It was more like a pie crust holding chocolate goop. And then if you get the baking soda and the baking powder mixed, you are going to have a different scientific experiment come out of your oven and or if you forgot them at all you're going to have a very interesting flat experience i got a little love on the ceasefire text line from ray in long beach says rhino you wouldn't want the butter melted or even too warm if you're making buttercream icing it's best softened but cool to the touch. And all you that's got to be tough. Ha- all you homemade biscuit makers know that it, the the butter's got to be cold because it goes in whatever, and then all the things. Yeah, I just appreciate all the people who appreciate doing that. I enjoy eating your handiwork. Thank you for hanging out with us today. You guys really do make good things great. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with sports talk from three to six. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.